0: Look, I'm I'm not kidding. Carl stood me up this morning and then he was murdered at the flea market. Murdered? Yes, murdered. You said you hated your teacher yesterday and he was murdered too. Look, I don't know. Maybe Mom's nuts. That's a cool idea, Misty.
1: Hey, let's make a gore movie about Mom. And here we are once again. It's a queer horror cult. I always say that as if I'm surprised we're back.
0: (laughs) Maybe we are a little.
1: Well, you know, we made it to Lucky 13, so that's pretty cool. I didn't... Who am I kidding? I had enough ideas planned... And we came up with enough that I figured we could get to here, but, but we've
0: committed.
1: Yeah, the motivation has stayed strong, and like I think I've said before, it hasn't really been that hard. Mm-mm. So that's nice. The worst part is just sometimes trying to find time for all the movies. Exactly, and that's that's, that's you know a problem in. I'm happy to have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can think of worse problems. Yeah,
1: now. yeah. Um, I'm Lori. I'm Aria. And we are here in the new year. This is our first one we're recording since flipping to the new year that's right but i guess this will be like our third episode of the new year yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so,
1: you know we're doing a bit of a time jump in our heads Mm -hmm. and like in our existence so hopefully 2019 is better than 2018 so far but you know give it a couple weeks uh how are you doing
0: i'm fine yeah yeah
1: (laughs) nothing new nothing exciting so far in the new year the whole day we've had
0: God, no. You?
1: No. Definitely not. (laughs) Um, It's been relaxing. so that's been pretty good. I guess the one nice thing about uh, the holidays is it feels like it kind of excuses my lack of motivation in the winter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, you're supposed to be resting. It's the holidays.
1: Yeah, exactly. But no more excuses. So, so far, it's been uh, pretty cool seeing what engagement... We have been getting online with uh, social media and stuff. It's slow but surely starting, so that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, We've had a couple uh, tweets. We had a tweet from, I believe, Gordon Scramsey. Our buddy um, Gordon. Buddy Gordon. uh, Getting at us about uh, some metal horror movies, because we mentioned on an earlier episode Mm -hmm. wanting to pair something up with uh, Mandy and Devil's Candy. And it's hard to think of another one that rhymes, but there are a lot of cool suggestions. Some I've seen, some I definitely haven't. So Mm -hmm. got some uh, good ones to look into when we get around to that.
0: Yeah, so thank you.
1: Yeah, big thank you for that one. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Always not much new on the uh, podcast front. Just still working at the episodes, and we're slowly expanding our base, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Getting lessons from all over. I believe we can now say that uh, Italy and Malaysia have been added to the mix of places that have downloaded us. That's cool. Yeah, so that's been good. I suppose we can go over our recommendations from last time. Let's do it. Get this thing going. So we just watched one moments ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, right before recording this, we finished up uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, because I had to wait for it to get here, and it arrived this morning. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I could only find uh, the VHS copy that my family we has
1: don't have a VCR currently yeah. my family
0: does but I, I don't know I don't want to like bring it all the way well, over here your job
1: at some point is to steal their VCR because yeah
0: okay if they ever want to get rid of it because I know it, I stole the rewinder already it's so it's side us right there yeah so we it's don't even prop. have to
1: don't even have to rewind in the vcr we can pretend we work in a video store totally. eject the tape and rewind it separately fucking fancy but uh scooby-doo on zombie island i completely forgot that there were cats in this until you recommended yeah, it Yeah, because you'd only
0: seen it the one time right yeah. yeah and
1: i was probably zonked down on some kind of pain meds
0: so. <laughs> quite possibly yeah yeah
1: Uh, it was fun. It was a, it was a, (laughs) it was a fun movie. Uh, a fun revelation was realizing that the Scooby-Doo theme song was done by Third Eye Blind on this.
0: (laughs) You're watching the credits after. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that made me laugh.
0: There, there are a lot of, uh, special Scooby-Doo songs in that, in that movie that are, they're fucking bops. Yeah, they slap. singing along, like, they're they're good. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed,
1: uh, you getting into them. Yeah. (laughs)
0: They're catchy, and I still remember them from, millions of times I've seen this movie, probably, yeah, <laughs> since no I was kidding. a
1: kid. It, but you're the kind of person where it takes you, like, I know I was watching the um, female prisoner scorpion movies, and it was halfway through hearing the theme song that you started going along to it's it. was stuck
0: in my head. Yeah, no, I could know the words, it was just the tune, because, you know, it's mm-hmm. in Japanese, so I don't know, I know, like, maybe two words yeah. of Japanese, and I don't think any of them were in the song. Or no, yeah. they said... They said they kept she kept singing about someone being baka, which I remember from.
1: Yeah, they were calling her foolish, 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 foolish woman. Yes, kind of exactly.
0: Because I, I there was um, we had an exchange student in. God, I was in sixth grade and she was from Korea and that was her favorite thing to say. It was like, oh, Call yeah. us all baka. And she's like, I mean, stupid. <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I totally. Re- I totally recognize that song. For, I don't know if it's in Kill Bill or something.
1: Yeah. Plus, like I've heard
0: it before. <laughs>
1: that that time when you actually sat down next to me to watch the end of it, that was the fourth one of the series. I've been playing them right. um, throughout the last couple of weeks. So you could have overheard for sure. Potentially. Yeah.
0: It's a great song. Yep. <laughs> Very catchy.
1: Some good re- revenge movies. But back to Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Um... Yeah, I got total vibes of "I of the Cat" and Sleepwalkers, yeah, so just the hordes of cats yeah, yeah, everywhere, totally. <laughs> and then doubly so on, on Sleepwalkers when you get like the cat stuff going on
0: mm-hmm. and the deal with the devil kind of. Or no, it's not the devil with the cat with the cat. The god, cat devil. The the white people voodoo cat god. I don't. Know. Yeah, this this movie. It's it's so like
1: a mishmash of the religious other.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny because it's it's from what like ninety eight or something. Yep. So. Yeah, there's stuff in it that, when I, I remember the first time we watched, we watched it together, and so this would have been one of the first times I was seeing it as an adult, I think, because I probably watched it with kids I babysat or whatever, but actually sitting and, like, really paying attention to it, it's like, oh, wow, like, this takes place on a plantation island in Louisiana, and there is a complete erasure of slave labor and like the presence of, yeah like, the
1: one flashback we get it's white people these it's white
0: people started a plantation and it's white people working in the fields
1: but it, it's but. one thing where it's like this is a scooby-doo movie aimed at kids, so you gotta wonder it's like there's the erasure aspect mm-hmm. but then there's also the what this movie would have been wild if it just tried to be accurate like
0: to- yeah that's the funny thing is like all of the the victim zombies we see are that they're pretty white and so I know some of them are tourists, yeah.
1: but... But it's kind of hard to sort of figure out, like, how would you do this in a way that's legitimate and, yeah. like, well done?
0: To- yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than just, to just gloss over, over it. Yeah, because, yeah, you mentioned when we see um, the, the like, the mansion owner, Miss Lenoir.
1: Miss yes, how- Lenoir, played by Adrienne Barbeau. Yes, voiced. Adrienne Barbeau. Yeah,
0: um, you mentioned she she gives off total, like, power lesbian vibes
1: i expected her to start calling velma kitten like immediately like but then it's also like but
0: but your family totally owns slaves and you haven't paid Mm -hmm. any reparations so
1: although the vibe i got (laughs) from the the reveal at the end was were they the plantation owners or were they like
0: well it's just because she said that i know they didn't start it, it was um they said spice traders came to the island at some point and set up a right. plantation, but when they they kind of just the went with it, she yeah. goes, "Oh yes, this 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 lovely house of mine has been yeah. in my family for generations." Yeah,
1: which definitely kind of points at something.
0: Yeah, so it's like maybe they, maybe they were get <laughs> they were going to redistribute the the earnings of the
1: redistribute the, the spicy peppers.
0: Yeah, to themselves.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because the very beginning backstory is it gives the. Uh, impression that they're not plantation owners Mm -hmm. kind of thing but at the same time they're you know they are like immigrants to america they they refer themselves as
0: as settlers yeah
1: like white settlers so you know they're but they
0: they also have a cat god yes and they practice like a bastardized white people voodoo i figured they were just going for like
1: an alistair crowley thing but this is like we're were... into cats instead of satan (laughs) so they're
0: just going for like a louisiana sort of deep south thing
1: i reckon foghorn yeah. like horn leghorn, but with cats yeah
0: totally yeah. but yeah it's just seeing that now it's like oh wow oh <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, no but it was fun i enjoyed, it's so much, I enjoyed yeah, I watching it it's yeah.
0: and i mentioned in the, i think our very first episode that was one of the f- things i remember from my childhood that like actually scared me when, yeah, I, when for I watched sure. it so it's cool to revisit that
1: yeah and then for the other one um i know we haven't got to it yet might watch it later this afternoon or something we got the black cat by Lucio right. Fulci. Um, I guess the reason we didn't get get to it is because we're trying to get as much recording and work done as we can while you're on break. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where we're trying to prioritize our our time because watching movies in the evening is sort of our you're going to school. This is a great way to knock off. Yeah, kind of thing. But we've got all this time during the day to actually kick well, back and record. So we're trying to work on that. Yeah, when you're not dog sitting. <laughs> um, but Lucio Fulci's the black cat, I don't really need to exp- express why I picked that for a cat-themed episode. No. In fact, given the ones that we watched for that episode, I feel that this one's even more applicable in that it's very cat-centric and the cat actually mm-hmm. does something and is important. <laughs> and in pretty a, central. In a way where the cat's centralized even for a telling of the black cat, where... If you've read Edgar Allan Poe's Black Cat, the cat's an integral plot point, but the not necessarily the focus. Right. It's just kind of a, a fun Poey little bit that happens. <laughs> Whereas in this, it's uh, the cat really gets up to some shit. It's more and featured. Yeah, so it's a fun one. Fulci always is. Uh, I bet we could also go more deeply into this one when we get to doing some Fulci stuff. Cool. Because I have a feeling that that's a, that that's a guy whose work is going to crop up a bunch <laughs> just uh, have to pick the right episode for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are on the 13th episode.
0: Yes. <laughs> lucky 13 unlucky 13 depends who you talk to i guess neutral luckwise wise 13
1: Yes. Yeah. well i feel like there's an obvious film choice for a 13th episode mm-hmm. um, or a
0: franchise choice
1: yeah really but I, and i felt like it was important to address that because i fucking love those movies mm-hmm. but maybe let's uh i wanted to look at a specific aspect of it mm-hmm. and rather than just focus purely on friday the 13th let's uh look at some movies that share it in common, because I've definitely heard you rag on this uh, <laughs> this trope when it does come up in exploitation yes. movies. So any movies, really, yeah, like I'm, everywhere. I'm, yeah, so I'm really excited and interested to hear your thoughts on that. But we are talking about mothers and how they affect their sons and drive them to kill, or, like, are responsible for their psychosis or their downfall, or basically it's the mother's fault.
0: It is. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter how terrible the crimes of the son, it's it's the mother's fault.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: the primary caregiver, but we all know they mean the mother.
1: Okay, now you've... I know you've mentioned this in terms of stuff you've studied mm-hmm. before. Do you have uh, some more you could go into?
0: Yeah, um, well, the start, I guess... Yeah, there's this, this trope of the devouring mother who just... Well, it's the right in the name. Like, she devours and she can't, like, separate or individuate from her son or her, her offspring. So she creates pathology within them that supposedly wouldn't otherwise be there.
1: Okay, okay.
0: But then, um, more recently, I took a couple of classes. I did one that was about pop culture and one that was specifically about girlhood. In my undergrad, and the prof pointed out that in pretty much any movie you can think of from recent times that involve girl, act, either action heroes or just heroes, but usually more action-y, so if you're thinking like um, in Kick-Ass, in mm-hmm. The Hunger Games, in Hannah is another okay. one, you have these we got kick-ass girls, but they their mothers are always either dead or In Katniss from the Hunger Games case, her mom isn't dead, but she's, like, catatonic, pretty much. So Mm. she she might as well be dead. And the argument was made that, you know, the mothers, they have to be dead, otherwise they would hold the daughters back from their greatness.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Because so many of the like, with um, a lot of the plots center around this idea... Or at least with Hannah and, and Kickass, it's funny. I've never seen either of them yet, but I know that the characters in question, they are trained by their fathers to right. go after the people that killed their mothers. Okay. And yeah, and then in Katniss's case, her mother is technically alive, but not really there, and her close father, enough. Close <laughs> enough, and her she's like a not pretty much non-entity and her her father taught her how to how to hunt and how to be self sufficient and how to use her her famous bow and arrow mm-hmm. and yeah just this this absence of the mother in that case because if she was there, then she would devour everything and wouldn't wouldn't allow her daughter to achieve the greatness that she achieves in her absence
1: in this class, I'm guessing you didn't really touch on horror or did you get much into that trope of the, the wicked mother and oh. the son? Because that's usually how it turns up in horror movies.
0: That's a good... Yeah, that's true. Um, I think we talked a bit about, like, the wicked... Like, the wicked stepmother and the daughter kind of Cinderella-like. Right, That's 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 a good question, though. Um,
1: or the mother doesn't even have to be wicked in horror. It just has to be perceived has to be as be wicked. just be fucked
0: up. Like, <laughs> in some way. yeah, Some unadaptive way. Uh
1: either overbearing cruel or both yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah we didn't really look at horror i mm. for one of the classes i i brought horror in and wrote a paper about about it but
1: right this was uh, your paper about sleepaway camp it was, yep. yeah yeah <laughs> or the sleepaway camps yeah, yeah. All, all three yeah yeah. What a great paper!
0: <laughs> I haven't read it in years. I'll have to look at that again. Yeah, I'd
1: be interested to reread it too. Mm. Well, when we get around to talking about sleepaway camp, I think that'll be a good refresher.
0: It will Let's see what I talked about in there. Because come then. on, we can't
1: <laughs> not do sleepaway camp oh, the sleep on this show.
0: Is the fucking best, so
1: good. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We are. We are. Yeah. Maybe if we're doing Wicked Ants.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, she she's like, becomes the sort of, like, mother figure. But
1: yeah, that's that's a topic for something though. else, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll hang off on that yes, for back now. To,
0: back to the topic at hand.
1: So, of course, uh, one of the classic mothers, and it's the reason we're doing this episode today, 13. is uh, Pamela Voorhees in Friday the 13th. Now, this one is impossible to talk about, even in terms of the series, without giving big spoilers. For the first one and the arc. So I'm going to say it up front that we are going to get into that because otherwise we don't really have a discussion other than pointing at something, not really saying why we're pointing at it and being like, but we can't tell you about that. Yeah, there's no point in that. Um... Luckily enough, Friday Thirteenth is both popular enough that mm-hmm. people that listen to horror podcasts have probably seen it. And if they and, haven't, they've
0: probably at least already had it spoiled for them.
1: Yeah, or they fucking should. It's there's a reason <laughs> it's true. horror canon, you know, even if you don't think much of it, it's I think it very rightly has its place mm-hmm. in the sort of like what it did for slasher movies Absolutely. and eighties horror and sort of it is a classic like one of the classic tales of like the indie picture blowing the hell up, because the first one a lot of people might forget this was a total indie movie, just, mm-hmm. you know, DIY filmmaking made on very little money, and then it got bought by Paramount, and. Right. Yeah. But, so, for Hemel Voorhees. Um, Friday the 13th, we've got. is most recognizable for the classic killer, uh, Jason Voorhees, who's Pamelo's son. And why does he kill?
0: Because mommy tells him to.
1: Exactly. Mommy tells him to. <laughs> Too, and uh, for the bulk of the series from Beyond the Grave, no less. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is funny because Jason always seems to be somebody different until it finally becomes maybe Jason as a grown up.
1: <laughs> like, 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 what do you mean? Well, by in that? so far
0: as you know, in the first movie, we find out the the killer who you think is is Jason's ghost or whatever
1: yeah. is his mom. I wonder if you're projecting though, because uh, from knowing about the movies before seeing the first one, like knowing of Jason Voorhees, because in the movie they don't really play it like it's Jason's ghost killing people.
0: Oh. It's entirely like, like it we
1: don't know who the yeah. killer is, but we do know that a little boy drowned in the lake.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So there is a hint at that, and the ending kind of gives credence to that yeah, too, I, I don't think I knew out. the
0: ending before I went in. I just, kn- I just knew Jason, the, the hockey mask. Yeah. The, the You didn't friend. know the uh,
1: Pamela twist, and you probably didn't know the... Uh, Iconic end scare when Jason pops out I of didn't. the waters. And like I jaws. also didn't know
0: that the hockey mask was going to make an appearance for a couple movies. Yeah, it doesn't
1: show up till the third one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> funny enough.
1: Right, because I thought that too the the whole time going in. Uh, Six, where Jason is it? <laughs> hockey mask, which is funny because my first Friday the Thirteenth was the third one. Oh, because okay. my local video store they had from three to uh, nine. <laughs> on VHS they didn't have one or two Interesting. and Jason X wasn't out yet when I started right. on these um but so I started at three and figured oh they're probably all the same that's fine and <laughs> you know from three onward yeah they kind of are and that's yeah. not a knock like I love these movies but the first two are so wildly different from those it's, it's I mean the within mm-hmm. the franchise I mean they're still slasher movies set at a summer camp right yes 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 Actually, it's funny because my first intro to it wasn't at a summer camp anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. In this, fact, they
1: don't go back to right. summer camp till the sixth one, right. I believe. And so I'm watching these <laughs> summer camp slasher movies. And it's like, but where's the summer camp? <laughs> just got the glimpse in the recap of the start. Of and I just remember being so shook by the recap they'd show of the dude getting the, in the wheelchair, getting the machete in the face oh, and clunking yeah. <laughs> down the stairs. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, what was that in? Oh, I have to see that oh, one. I wow. you know, <laughs> can't it's just, believe they did that. I think um, part two was probably the last one I saw,
0: Mm.
1: save for um, Freddy vs. Jason.
0: Right.
1: Because I didn't get to the first two two, until I was able to actually buy the set on Mm -hmm. DVD at one point. So, yeah. Anyway, big uh, run around. These movies, you know, who they're known for pop culturally isn't even really much of the first one.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, but... Yeah, every,
0: I, even at Halloween, everything that you, you can buy is, like, the Jason mask and the Jason machete. <laughs> oh, I, I totally get why
1: it's so marketable. Although, that mm. said, we managed to find some uh, nifty uh, Freddy Krueger sweaters. I want them to put out some Pamela Voorhees sweaters, because those oh, look yeah. comfy as shit. And I would wear that all winter they long. They did
0: have Jason hockey jerseys.
1: They did have Jason hockey yeah. jerseys, but I don't remember them <laughs> actually playing hockey in any of them. No. No. <laughs> in the line in front of Jason where he's like yo what was up with that goalie you pissed off man <laughs> <laughs> or in part 8 when he steps out onto the, the the docks in Manhattan and looks up and there's the big old hockey arena sign right. with the hockey mask on <laughs> it what the fuck But yeah, so the first one, to completely just lay it out there and spoil it, rather than dance around it, is Mm. we find out that Jason's mother is the killer, Pamela Voorhees, because Jason died in the lake, and he wasn't a very strong swimmer, and she blames the counselors for it.
0: Yeah, because the counselors are too busy canoodling and bumping uglies to pay attention to They should have been paying
1: attention to my Jason!
0: Exactly. And so, even though this is... Years later, mm-hmm. any counselors are, are fair game for Ms. Voorhees.
1: Yeah. Which is great, because that just clicks on into the sequels, too, mm-hmm. where it's just like, at a certain point, you're like, okay, Jason, you got your revenge. What yeah, is this really about? so many
0: revenges. What, oh. what is this
1: really about? What, what, what's up, dude? Did they not let you sit at the cool table?
0: <laughs> Must not have.
1: Must not have. But yeah, so we've got Pamela Voorhees. Um,
0: and we have, she, like, she's... Get it. She's doing this for to uh, to avenge Jason, but you also get this, you know, the recurring. K- 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 mama,
1: mama. Yeah, you gotta love that. The motif is like what what is it? The sounds I used it's like a weird echo on the words "kill" and "mama" or something yeah. like that. Like and, kill,
0: kill, mama, kill. And
1: so it's like right in the most iconic sound effect in all of horror, save for maybe the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> noise that happens whenever the fucking. That Texas chainsaw noise. (laughs) That was a terrible impression of one, but. um,
0: If you know, you know. You
1: know. But no, the ki 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 ma 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 one is just like fucking the iconic horror mm-hmm. sound and it is oh, it's pointing spooked everywhere spoofed yeah.
0: in slayway camp in mm-hmm. final girls so, the, um, so many places the simpsons
1: episode where they go on a, a boating trip with the scouts and they <laughs> they get stuck at this it's a good thing we found this abandoned camp to stay the night and then you hear that noise going as someone's <laughs> watching from the bushes Of course. um but it's one of the most iconic things and right there in the sound is mm-hmm. it's kill mommy kills basically what the the mm-hmm. motif that go that strings all of these movies together yeah. and is like a larger slasher motif. I'd say mm-hmm. is uh, pointing to the killer mother or the mother making them kill, as would be.
0: Yeah, because later on, yeah, you have this idea. Well, even in the in the video game, like the for PS PS4.
1: Yeah, in both um, the PlayStation 4 Friday the 13th the game, you have. Pamela Voorhees' voice She's going like, Mary, like, that's a good that's boy kill for Jason. mother
0: Jason <laughs> and
1: then in the one by the makers of Away Camp in Friday the 13th the puzzle game mm-hmm. um all the tips and hints are by this little severed Pamela head <laughs> pops up, and it's just like, are you my good boy, Jason? Would you like a hint? And stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so they even, yeah, it's interesting they kind of switch positions, where uh-huh. at first it's like, kill mommy, kill, and then kill Jason, kill.
1: But, that, but that's the great thing, because in the first one, she does that a lot, where she mm-hmm. takes on the role of Jason, where she's just like, kill her, mommy, kill yeah. her. Yeah. And then it's just like, like... The
0: pathology still begins with her, and mm-hmm. is still in her, even yeah. though she's not the one... I guess, compelling to kill in that moment she's being compelled to kill. But it's, it's still it's still within her, and she goes on to... Well, it's
1: funny, because the whole thing is her getting revenge for Jason, but the opening scene of the first one is her presumably getting revenge for Jason. Because, right. um, unless I, I understand otherwise, I'm pretty sure those kids we see killed are the counselors she's talking about. There's, we get that little thing where they're... Um, singing kumbaya or something like michael <laughs> rode the photo shore while playing the guitar by the fire <laughs> and then two of them just go to the barn to fuck each other and then the mother comes in and just like we weren't doing anything and she just offs them both mm-hmm. and so revenge got
0: yeah but on the actual perpetrators
1: <laughs> except that word? she's not saying big no. quotes around that one um whether it is the death of Jason that spurred her to insanity, or if she was already there, you got a
0: taste her blood, and, and just I, of course, like, mean loved insanity it so much.
1: in that horror movie sense yes. of insanity. Yeah, I think you that's probably implied when we talk about movies and talk about people being crazy or mm. or nuts or bad shit. Is it's like there is a very strong genre trope of
0: absolutely horror <laughs>
1: insanity, and that's what we're referring to, but mm-hmm. um. So what the hell? What, what do you make of this? This mother who's just like, I need revenge. Kind of like, I did it, but I need more. Yeah,
0: I I just keep thinking back to to like all of the criminal minds and all these these like shows where they talk about like oh I love my, how
1: every other episode comes. Back I with know, the criminal I mind. know,
0: it's so bad. <laughs> but we have you have these killers every once in a while who they keep targeting people of of a very particular demographic and appearance and whatever and it's like oh they're a substitute for the the real person that they want to kill and it's like there are you'll have it where either they're killing su- substitutes that they project their actual target onto until they can finally work themselves up to go and kill the target which guess what is often their mother if she's not already dead mm-hmm. or other times you have it where the the, tar- the intended target was the first victim and then it's almost like this idea of like a drug addiction where they that that high is so good and they go chasing after it again and again and again, but they'll never get it as good as the first one.
1: Hmm. Oh, you see the killers going around and killing people in red sweaters and replacing their nuts with pool balls by smashing their balls because their mama worked at the pool hall and hit him with the balls and called him Billy. <laughs> I was it's going so Billy Q balls.
0: <laughs> wow. So
1: he's just, he's just trying to get back at his mother.
0: But you, that's such a common trope of the like. Uh, mother was a was a sex worker, and her 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 son thought she was a whore and just bashed her brains. Like in. one of
1: those lines from the Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, where he talks about his mama and how I killed my mama, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's unfortunate It's like my mama was a whore. It's yeah, like yeah, like it's such that up. that in and of
0: itself is a total trope. Yeah, and it's like I bet you know more often than not the reason that mothers are. You know, are doing survival sex work is specifically to survive and to try and provide for the basic material <laughs> ne- necessities for their children. With the idea is,
1: it's like, how dare this but woman how dare
0: this fallen sully woman solely herself exactly. and be so undignified?
1: And you know, so the whole like it's this- all for you, Damien. It's just like whoop right yeah, over yeah. there. head.
0: Like, no, she is just a horrible, horrible person. How could she have done this? And it's like she probably had no other choice. <laughs> but it's not in my business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess it is kind of interesting in that with Friday the 13th, we are taking this from the side of the mother being mm-hmm. like the disgruntled one, yeah. rather than it starting with the son being the disgruntled right. one. Like we do get that much later with Jason, iconic, Adding iconic murder boy, so Jason Voorhees. Yes. Um, do you feel that this character works beyond these kind of tropes or, cause I mean, she doesn't really show up until very close to the end where she just um, rocks up to the camp and it's just like, hey, I'm wearing a sweater and I look happy. And it's like, I'm a friend of the Christie's. Hi. (laughs) And then apparently turns into Michael Cera or Mickey Mouse or something. (laughs) Um, Oh,
0: wow. Oh, wow. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Um, I mean, I'll say yes, because the whole thing is just so absurd. mm -hmm. And it is just, it's... This, like, he comes back again and again and again, and just, and how, yeah, for the first, like, three movies, Jason's always, like, s- or not Jason, but, like, I guess the killer is always somebody else. Like, at one point, I can't remember if it's the second or the third one, so I've only seen them once, and it's been a couple of years, but there's, like... A random guy like takes it up and is okay.
1: You need to rewatch these movies because that's like
0: the fourth one.
1: No, that's way later. I'm not gonna say which one because I don't oh, want okay. to. say which so But you know, from the second one on, it's Jason. It is Jason. Save okay. for one movie, it's just that he looks different.
0: He looks Yeah.
1: Different actor. Each it was this,
0: okay. I thought I came in earlier, and it was like, oh yeah, this guy. He just took the Jason myth.
1: No, we just watched. Excuse me, watched the first several really quickly.
0: Okay. Okay, disregard me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> disregard the fuck out of me. Oh,
0: yeah. But I mean, um, when it gets to the point where he's he's killed and then he's buried six feet under and then, like, lightning brings him back to yeah. life. Like, Tommy Jarvis it doesn't is really just doing matter. a bit of
1: corpse desecration. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd say at that point, it doesn't really matter what his backstory, uh-huh. like, who gives a shit. Yeah. They're just going with it. So, yeah, in, in slasher movie world, it totally works. Yeah.
1: Well, because eventually the mother character is pretty much all but forgotten. Like the Mm -hmm. mother is important in the first few. Like in the first one, it is Pamela Voorhees doing the killing. And she meets her end at a machete blade, gets her head chopped off in a great slow motion Tom Savini <laughs> effect scene. Um, I love that with the blood shooting on the next And then you just see the hands rise up into frame and just grasping at <laughs> the air. Like It's like, if I grab and my head's still there, I'm fine.
0: Oh, stick it back on. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but then the second one starts with... Um, the character finding the severed head in her fridge to taunt her, like the rotting right. severed head of the mother, and that's where Jason like shows up and it's like ha ha ha! I got I'm a you, big,
0: grown strong boy now.
1: Um, but to fuck with Jason, the second one after he's seen seemingly an unstoppable murder machine, mm-hmm. uh, the character puts on yeah, she, the she, mother's sweater and
0: imitates her yeah and
1: imitates her which is great because in that friday 13th the game that's how you can defeat jason is you can put on the mother's nasty maggoty sweater and just be like <laughs> a
0: weird it's mommy it's mommy sweetie yeah
1: can you stop
0: now <laughs> yeah just, like, hypnotize him.
1: i love how many weird aspects of these movies you nail down perfectly and then you just forget such wide gaping things i was like <laughs> wasn't it just some guy named joe jack who was killing people for three movies but sure also the, the line went like this
0: <laughs> yeah i have a really selective memory They're
1: pretty great um
0: i always have
1: and then in the third one i believe we get the mother as a uh, the little jump scare at the end because in the first one we get jason popping out of the water mm-hmm. in the third one we get the rotten maggoty mother popping <laughs> out of the water yes yeah, but then at a certain point, like, the plot's always still there. There's usually some kind of reference, like, in the telling of the story. It's like, yeah, really saw his mother killed, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but she's really nothing in it. She's absent, right? it. Uh, And at that point, I guess, you know, the the, the mother's Pass the perver- proverbial torch to her murder boy, mm-hmm. and he's just a
0: large adult son,
1: large adult mother's good boy, Very
0: tall, sturdy man. <laughs> Strong like okay, a bull. that dude
1: is fucking sturdy. Yeah, he's like and he's really tall, six feet tall, seven feet across. Oh, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so he's,
0: he's got to be taller than six feet. Yeah, six feet is short by Jason standards.
1: Mm-hmm. But I mean, those early ones, she is very pivotal mm-hmm. to the plot and more than just a backstory. Um, But I feel like that's a bit of a an outlier in how this uh, trope always shows up. In that it does start from the mother's perspective, mm-hmm. as opposed to starting with the damaged son who blames his mother. Yeah, or is and controlled often we'll even have by his the, mother.
0: The people, the detectives, the whoever is going after him, acknowledge like, "Oh, it was the mother." There's
1: the mother. It involved. was. This-
0: his... I just want to be... I just keep hearing Danny DeVito in, in It's Always Sunny, like, your mother was a whore.
1: That's just, basically that's just that's basically the, the, the... The FX comedy joke version of so many of these Totally, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which... And I'm sorry I'm using that word. I, I don't like to. But it's...
1: I, I personally get the context you're using yeah. that, but I can appreciate some people might yeah not no, like I, that, I, regardless I, of if they get it or not, mm-hmm,
0: you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's like if... It's another one of those ones where it's like, I'm not a sex worker. Sex workers want to use that, reclaim it, call themselves out, whatever they want to do. Power to them. Mm-hmm. It's not my word. It's not for me.
1: Hmm. That's an interesting way to look at it. Like, ag- agreeable way to look at it. But yeah, no, I get that. Mm-hmm. Or I can appreciate that, I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, like control- it using it in the
0: context, right? Yeah, like- the
1: controlling mother. Uh, we do... Our next movie did have a direct link where we see the mother and the sons being awful together and just interacting uh we of course watched uh one from good old good old creepy uncle lloydy um (laughs) as executive producer on this we watched uh mother's day yes we did oh lordy this was a trip of a movie
0: yeah. You get yeah. this look
1: on your face. Like, I feel like you still don't feel quite clean from watching I don't.
0: It. I, and I even, like, I kind of zoned out at a couple of parts. I was just like, oh, wow. I'm just going to pay a little more attention to my my cross stitch yeah. here. <laughs> but even then, it's like, oh. It's
1: weird because it, it varies from being, like, almost a gross-out comedy, mm-hmm. a uh, just, like, cheap tongue-in-cheek slasher an actual thriller at times to also just this really scuzzy exploitation movie like it kind of oscillates between these different it does things and it's uh i feel in a lot of ways it's pretty effective at that but Mm -hmm. then it, it does make an uncomfortable strange viewing experience for sure yeah pretty grimy like i had mentioned uh before and i should do this warning for our viewers there is uh considerable sexual assault stuff in it yeah
0: that's what it's owned out for
1: um (laughs) it was less considerable than I remembered it being Mm. because probably because of how much it gut punches you and how grimy it is I see I had in my head it's like it's kind of constant throughout the movie but it's like really it was two scenes yeah that's
0: why uh, this one thing I you you did warn me before going into it and then like I mentioned I kind of like maybe looked away a bit at those parts but even then I was like oh it's not as prominent as I, as yeah. I expected it to, and, which, is, which I would, I'm not complaining about. Yeah,
1: it. I wasn't trying to oversell it so mm-hmm. much as, like, that, just, just that's how up. I remembered yeah, it. In, like, just,
0: yeah, and, and just to go in being aware. Yeah, because those, ce- those particular do.
1: scenes do have
0: mm-hmm.
1: pretty strong impact on being really scuzzy. And I don't want to say that they're eroticized or romanticized no. or scenes good. Like, they are gross scenes, and they are meant to be gross scenes, but they are low-rent in a way that just... Like you said it's uncomfortable to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is.
1: Aside from some of that, there's also some really ridiculous black humor in these in this movie. <laughs> yes. There's some some very It's trauma. It's it's it, yeah. it's a trauma release. Mm-hmm. It's
0: uh, Is it ever? Yeah. <laughs> Both literally and in the just like trauma-ness of it. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um this is probably one of uh, the trauma flicks that I like more than mm-hmm. some of the others I've seen, I, I think it's a, Oh Hi Calypso. I think it's a pretty effective, grimy slasher movie, yeah. revenge movie. Okay, so we have this uh, fairly motherly, elderly lady figure. She's uh, at this Tony Robbins esque, uh, like public feel goodery like speak thing. It's like hug the neighbor to the left now hug the neighbor to the right and now hug yourself because you're worth it like that kind of thing um yeah she's leaving this and she runs into these dirty dirty hippies and uh (laughs) they need a ride so she gives it to them and you kind of like I felt like maybe I'm just being an asshole getting these weird like Manson family vibes off them no but then you realize like no they are planning to murder this old woman and yeah they're
0: scheming in the back seat
1: yeah they are total like Manson family Vibe and, and the one in the back seat is getting ready to strangle her to death or something. Folding, when she yeah. pulls over the car, it's like, oh, something's gone wrong. Oh, my with the tire's car blown or something. So shit. she gets out of the car, and then before the uh, two hippies can do anything, these deranged woodsmen, like backwoods <laughs> people, rock up with machetes and kill the shit out of them. Well, it kills the shit out of the one, and then we get a very gross sexual assault scene. Yeah. Uh, very brief. It, like this one in particular, it's like, why did that even happen because yeah. you know it's like two seconds of really gross sexual assault and then it's just like oh that's not what this scene's about so we're just gonna keep on going as normal yeah, it's, it's just like st- kind of it just felt like it was there just to just be because. in your face kind mm-hmm. of thing but more than likely than it, it was
0: there just to traumatize
1: yeah. oh, 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 oh. um but then we find out that this mother who's stoked out of her mind at this is uh they're her sons her large adult sons and she mm-hmm. is uh instigating them on to kill
0: yeah she's egging them on and just loves it
1: and what we get after that is there's this family in the woods this mother and her two sons and she's basically training them to be sexual assaulting murder gross boys and like that's that's what she's doing and she like gets them to do exercises every day where it's them chopping shit up with machetes or gets them to like play scenarios of how to abduct people in public and Mm -hmm. how to, like, assault people, and it's this fucked up kind of dynamic they go, and the mother's just laughing the entire time, like, my good boys! And she has the inexplicable neck brace the whole time too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She makes reference to someone having broken her neck, and it's like, it's Mm. probably healed by now. It sounds like it was a long time ago. Um, But she's also very like, she absolutely has that, like, devouring mother kind of Mm -hmm aspect to her insofar as not she's not only like egging them on and encouraging them to do this but she's also constantly telling them like you should be grateful for me like she's very much like i guess you could call it even like emotionally abusive where they're oh, like Mom, we're trying we're trying we're trying to do our best by you and she's like you please. yeah you
1: ain't shit you ain't
0: shit i raised you you're lucky you have me what would you do without me? like it's very much like it's played for laughs i would say yeah for, for sure, sure but it's like Yeah, she's, uh, she, she take, 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 takes.
1: Even though the kids are the active agents in this. Yeah, and they're clearly into
0: it, like, definitely Oh, absolutely,
1: like, Like, no, they're not in any way innocent, or, or, like, like, they are just as guilty as they should be, but, um, she's very, she's got a hand in that, too. Like, she's not Mm -hmm. the innocent mother. She, of course, plays herself up to be later when the tables are turned i just
0: a crazy old lady. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Stepping aside from the mother thing ever so briefly, one thing that I did like about this movie was it took a lot of time to focus on the three female leads mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't cliche horribly and in a way where it's like, let's show these people as people and get you on their sides. like. hmm I would expect an exploitation movie like this just to present them as fodder and nothing yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just but, you know, flat. like, I, I think that this one actually took the time to try and knock that characterization yeah. into, into this, and I appreciated that mm-hmm. about this movie.
0: Yeah,
1: me too. Because um, you don't, like I said, like, I don't want to say you don't normally get that or that they're not capable enough mm-hmm. to do this, but it's just, it's not expected in the kind it really of... really isn't. The sort of, like, low-budget genre film... Especially it's in type Rape and time, type yeah,
0: flick. yeah,
1: yeah. But that really helps because when it comes time to the revenge, you really fucking want that it's revenge, that much yeah. And oh, the revenge is pretty sweet in this one. Yes, uh, I know they're Like you were laughing a lot at like or like oh, yeah. cheering at like <laughs> various hammers to dicks and like mm-hmm. televisions to heads and stuff <laughs> like that.
0: Yeah, and just how they take on that, they weaponize that sort of like. Damsel in distress kind of mm-hmm. stereotype, where you know one one trips and falls and can't get oh help me I can't get up kind of thing, and mm. then the guy has her cornered and little as you know someone's behind him like he's about to smash a TV over his head yeah. or some shit like that or it's, yeah. it's great it's funny it's great teamwork when you mention that ladies. it kind of reminds
1: me of some of the the bait and switches they do in the new Halloween mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff oh, I love that that's so good so good <laughs> so it's it's cool seeing that kind of stuff happen. Mm-hmm uh in this movie and the characters actually do seem to I will say admittedly it seems that they turn on a dime at times, but they they do grow in yeah. that like characters that seem like shrinking violets at the start end up like
0: with, becoming the, ex- total maybe with the exception badass. of that one. Um I don't remember the blonde who yeah.
1: I think <laughs> I think she actually she presents herself as the like too cool for school too tough kind of thing, and then when the shit hits the fan she starts to lose it but she yeah. recoups it a she bit does. like I get what you're what you're saying mm-hmm. for like, sure she, yeah she
0: doesn't she doesn't come ac- she comes across as a lot more confident and stuff less of that sort of shrinking violet
1: yeah and she doesn't really grow so much from there but like the, there's the the one character who is the total shrinking violet mm-hmm. like she's mousy and. uh and just the she's the one that needs protecting from everything and then you know when push comes to shove she flips it flips it and it's just like all right i'm gonna rambo up and we're gonna fuck these dudes' faces off (laughs) oh i meant fuck up these dudes i kind of stumbled with my speech there there wasn't this isn't that kind of movie (laughs)
0: speaking of fucking up dudes i would like to take a moment to acknowledge the really i thought it was at the time really sort of clever um reversal of This idea of the the classic horror movie, The Prank, Mm -hmm. where at the beginning... So rather than somebody unassuming who doesn't deserve it being pranked by the cool kids kind of thing...
1: And (laughs) then The Prank went wrong, you guys. We didn't know what we were doing, man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, instead it's... It's a... Guy who is just a total sleaze ball creep, and yeah. he gets humiliated, and it's like yeah. by by three wi- by three young women. It's like, yeah. That was fucking cool. Because usually yeah, it you see, was a,
1: it was a flip. That's for mm-hmm, sure. Because
0: usually you see some like unsuspecting like girl get humiliated for for daring to maybe have a crush on a popular yeah, boy whereas this was or popular girl's boyfriend this or prank like that. was a
1: retaliation on someone being used and abused presumably by like a boyfriend mm-hmm. a boy a boyfriend in quotes like this uh male suitor who's just like a real shitty dude by all accounts mm-hmm. and uh
0: beautiful
1: yeah and it's it's not the instigating action either it's not like it's a revenge it's like a backstory thing mm-hmm. that's uh yeah yeah I, I forgot about that part of that that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a great little moment too it is it's of course I was like this is powerful it's also played fairly lightheartedly too it so, is yeah um,
0: like i mean you know there wasn't actually any witnesses around for it so the humiliation was more of it was like a private humiliation Yeah, for their own
1: edification it, yeah it wasn't uh, it wasn't this
0: like spectacle it could have yeah. been had there been a crowd but there wasn't so it, it's it's more it's closer to that idea of the harmless prank quote yeah. unquote because it's like no there's always harm done in these things but absolutely um, but it wasn't to somebody who like didn't deserve it in any way and yeah. it wasn't a big public spectacle in that, that
1: cinematic like, like in a movie sense it felt justified yes kind of thing. exactly um like
0: it's like he'll be just fine yeah but maybe he'll think twice mm-hmm. before being a gross fucking sex creep
1: yeah totally totally yeah, so the mother in this one.
0: Mhm.
1: Um, what did you make of her in terms of this idea of the devouring mother? Like you yeah. mentioned that she comes across strongly as that.
0: Absolutely. How do you think
1: she fits into the whole trope?
0: Pretty strongly. I it's it's interesting because yeah, you have that devour yeah, this devouringness, but it's also that she is specifically the sadistic one or not that her kids aren't sadistic but she she's there she is actively you see where encouraged. it comes
1: from you yeah, do we'll yeah know, and far, it's fall. like you know i see i know we have we have, we have
0: we have pamela Voorhees with the like, kill jason but is anything that's more of like a ghost and that's like in his head
1: mm-hmm.
0: whereas this she's a uh, like living flesh and blood she yeah
1: would, that's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. when pamela is killing the first one she's taking on the role of jason in her head
0: yeah. and then,
1: and in, then when, you uh, see her, like, when jason spider. is doing it
0: it's more a like memory the of his mom. The,
1: yeah, the mother isn't actually tangible, so like they're mm. both doing it with the sort of the ghost of the other in their head. Exactly. Hat. Yeah, Whereas in this one, the
0: mother's she's actually physically there, and they it,
1: interact a lot. They do,
0: yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's not just this like, oh well, she, he, these 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 poor this poor boy, he couldn't he never stood a chance because of uh-huh. his now deceased mother being a sex worker or whatever. It's like no, the the mother she's there, she is. Actively sadistic and cruel.
1: And yeah, like the the.
0: It's it's not that. Yeah, she didn't just leave this mark on her kids mm-hmm. that they'll never wash off or whatever. Like, like the no, she's really
1: there. hard to watch sexual assault scene. She's literally there in a folding chair watching mm-hmm. and clapping and smiling yeah. and cheering. So yeah, like she is very much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that, that 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 kind of thing always gets me with just that that like female female misogyny like yeah like w- like woman like yeah for to be cheering for another woman to be assaulted is just like oh
1: it, yeah it has that layer of gross I, it I does totally, because it's
0: just like really like <laughs> i don't know i, I it feels like, it, like there's
1: a, like i'd like to think there's a cognitive dissonance for anyone that's in that situation yes. doing it but it's like that extra level of like you, you yourself you are, like
0: you really you you really lack empathy so much that you cannot even fathom imagining you're putting yourself in her shoes. Yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It's uh, a, <laughs> not it's... to say
0: that, that, that like men or people who aren't or don't, I don't identify as women can't. Like I said, that empathy, I feel but... like
1: anyone in that situation with any empathy mm-hmm. would feel that empathy for sure. Yeah.
0: But there, I, I don't know. I feel like there's something else when just when you're, you know, socialized and culturally live as, as a woman to see, to know that's happening to other people, just, there's a, there's a, there's something else there you know there's that extra bit of yeah identification. yeah yeah that
1: that her love for 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 her boys like outweighs any of that kind of thing and, and, and just her
0: love for sadism and just yeah. being a fucking gross gross person yeah
1: <laughs> so you kind of have to wonder like presumably it'd be a bit of both and it's cyclical mm-hmm. but where is this coming from like were the boys always trained this gross, or did the mother just love her gross boys so much that she became gross? Like, yeah, that's like good, how right? do they feed off each other? Because
0: like, mm-hmm. they definitely do. It's definitely a like, feedback loop. Like, at this loop. point, it is yeah. definitely
1: a cyclical thing. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: Cyclical causality.
1: But I feel like this is maybe like an example where the whole, like, oh, we're, we're horrible murder people like this because of our mother. It's like, there may actually be some truth to this, because your mother yeah. is literally running boot camps to train you <laughs> to do these crimes yeah like it's literally an event in the movie so it's, it's so just like doing the usual blame and it's just like oh sure you're just casting aspersions on this uh, figure that you're like this misogynistic like mm-hmm. evil mother kind of thing it's like fault. oh wait but that's her in the folding chair yeah so, you she's, know she's
0: just like taking notes and willing to give critique after and say how you can do it better next time yeah yeah
1: so that's kind of an interesting flip on it too mm-hmm. So our third movie is a bit more in the classic vein of what we of how we we're approaching this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched uh, Maniac, also from 1980, uh, Bill Lustig's Led- Maniac. Uh, that's funny, all three of these movies are from 1980, so <laughs> 1980 was just a fucking year for mothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a year for, for mothers.
0: For a very particular kind of mother. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Um, do you want to give a quick recap on the setup of this movie?
0: Sure, yeah, this... We have our, our serial killer mm-hmm. who is targeting women specific or couples and women, right?
1: Mostly women. Mostly it, women. Two, but I guess two of the of two of the ones we watch actually involve couples, but it feels like dispatch the dude to get to the woman. Or in the first case, it's just like it focuses on the woman. For it's sure. like got at the woman. It's like oh, the dude came back, better kill him.
0: Yeah, or eat. Like or the dude.
1: mutilations are specified yes. on the woman's body.
0: Yeah, and specifically taking, cutting her scalp off and taking her hair to put on his weird mannequins Mm (laughs) um yeah the the this this ripper butcher guy going through new york terrorizing Mm -hmm. and then see and um yeah he has his mannequins that he puts staples the scalps to and lays in bed with and talks to like they're alive in there and yeah with at some point he describes his mother and he goes visits her grave at some point kind of loses his mind a little bit dissociates But these,
1: um, the conversations he has with the mannequins, and more so the conversations he has constantly, both Mm -hmm. in his head and out loud to no one, who are they, to?
0: His mother! Yeah! (laughs) Please, Mommy, don't put me in the closet. Please, I love you, Mommy. Well, you know I love you. This is for your own good. But, I guess we got a little ahead of ourselves before with the idea of Mom's a sex worker, and so she's ruining her kids' lives, Mm -hmm. where... Yeah, she exposed him to these these terrible men and stuff, mm-hmm. and it drove him crazy, and he, he never stood a chance. Yeah. Poor, poor Mr. Maniac. Poor Frank. <laughs> Mr. Mania. Poor Zito, or whatever the fuck. Frank Zito, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah his... Uh, Povera Franco. <laughs> his mania is entirely expressed as a blame towards his mother for mm-hmm. causing this. And... Uh, an interesting way to look at it is as you watch the movie, you see the, you can kind of look at the tagline on for the film, and it's a line in the movie as well, but on the case it says, I warned you not to go out tonight. And there's a line where he says, like, I warned you not to go out tonight, this always happens, mm-hmm. like, because this is what happens. And at first you think, he, is he talking to himself, like... I better not go out tonight, because if I do, I'm going to kill Dr. women Checkle like Dr.
0: Mr. Hyde, that shit. Yeah,
1: but at a certain point, it's almost like part of the flashback, where it's just like he's warning his mother not to go out and do the sex work, mm-hmm. because when it does, he is punished, like he's stuck in the closet, or yeah. he gets a lower view of his mother. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, when you go out, this is what always happens, and in his mind, he starts constructing these murder fantasies. Yeah. Which, after the death of his mother... Well, several years after, because he said that his uh, mother died in an auto accident when she was, when he was younger. Yeah. Um,
0: But he, yeah, he starts going out and fulfilling these psychosexual murder fantasies. And at some points you actually, you pointed out with this particular restoration compared to the DVD.
1: Oh God. Yeah. There's in the first Killing, he's strangling. Sex worker. He's strangling the sex worker, and then it cuts these shots where it's a different woman. It's a, the in face. Place. Yeah, the fa- it's like a different be- woman's face, and, and uh, he's talking
0: to her like like. And we find out
1: later that that's his mother. Yeah,
0: and he's um, talking. He's saying all these things to her that are clearly not directed at her personally. They're directed yeah. at the mom, but he has. Fa- fails to make the distinction.
1: Yeah, and so moment. we see these flashes, but it's still kind of unclear exactly what's... Yeah,
0: you think like what? this guy is just having a um, like, psychotic break.
1: But yeah, with this restoration, this is the first time I noticed in that scene that it was flashing a different face, because mm-hmm. all the other copies I'd seen, the picture was so washed out and grimy, I didn't know it was switching to someone else.
0: Yeah, you thought it was just a very frantic like Yeah, I just thought it was frantic forth. cutting,
1: and then it's just like... It's
0: like, oh, oh there's a <laughs> point! There's a
1: deeper moment in these cuts. Yeah. Um, so that was seeing... kind of funny, just... Uh, but going back to the tagline and the hatred of sex workers that comes up, I suppose the I warned you not to go out tonight could also be leveled at the women he's targeting. Mm-hmm. Like, I warned you not to go out tonight because this is what happens this when you go out. This is what happens if
0: you go out and you should just expect that because that's just the way the world is. And mm-hmm. it's your fault if something happens to you because you didn't protect yourself.
1: Which I feel like is a great conflation of how he's the way his mother factors in with mm-hmm. the victims. Like, he's always killing... He makes it clear that he's obsessed with his mother mm-hmm. and, like, uh, has, like, this very high, like, Madonna kind of thing. Yeah, he, like, venerates her. But then at the same time, he shames her and hates her for, mm-hmm. for the undignified way. she. like, I've got to stop doing air quotes because <laughs> no one can see them.
0: You hear the sound you of voice. You hear the sound of the voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but, yeah, he's, um... Oh, my God, what's it called? When you're... I literally covered this in my last psych class, but... Um, splitting. Splitting. That's it. That is it. Oh, shit. It literally, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's splitting where they're the person is either I all good or all bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in this case, it's like she's both, but not simultaneously. Right. Experiences her differently at different times. But and he It's flips, usually when he's lucid that but he's... But he flips
1: through them. He does, like, yeah. Like, in his rants as he's... Uh, yeah.
0: Seems but to be spiraling. You can only be one... You can only have one at a time, but... He does go back and forth between them pretty rapidly, and I think yes. it's more so when he's lucid. that he's like, "Oh, my mother," and lucid, I mean, in the terms of like not in a murderous rage.
1: Yeah, like when he's uh, <laughs> when talking, he stills when grasp of reality. When he's talking to his date and he shows pictures, and he's like yeah. that's my mother. She's a beautiful woman. Is like, I love my mother, and then uh, I love mother. her so much. We have to go visit her grave because it's Christmas. And uh, then whenever the mother gets the hooks in him, so to speak. That's when he starts losing it because, like, he's oh, at the grave legacy. and he's doing the like prayer prayers over All her grave, the and then he starts getting a headache, and he's like, "Oh my head, my head," and then you start hearing the mother's voice coming in, mm-hmm. um, and this
0: reenactment of this like, "Mother, please don't put me in the closet," yeah. like, yeah,
1: yeah. So this is a very. It's funny, because I say it's a very classic. I Like, this trope has existed well before this movie. Mm-hmm. But this is also, in my mind, a fairly early example of this being so at the forefront of the plot. So I'd be interested mm-hmm. to see where this came in, because it feels like a cliche now, but I'm wondering how much of a cliche was it right when this came out. Because,
0: I mean, that's such a, like, psychoanalytic... Like, the Devouring yeah. Mother such a psychoanalytic term. Like, Freud, everything's the mother's fault. I think I think the term Devouring Mother might even come from, like, Jung or something. Okay. So it's, it's been around...
1: Because getting ahead of myself ever so slightly, I know that both her recommendations predate this movie.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, it's definitely a trope that's always been there. I'm sure we could find it in, like, fucking, like, ancient texts, even, mm-hmm. probably, to find some way to blame the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, as far as when, when it became integrated into, like, when it became a horror trope, specifically, right. I think would be worth it. Like you said, worth investigating. Because like, uh, when, when did it? When wasn't it a horror? Because even though
1: it did? wasn't the first, this movie feels very definitive mm-hmm. in how it approaches it. And right. as I said, when we were putting it on, this is kind of like one of the definitive Forty Second Street kind of scuzzy horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I still stand by that after watching <laughs> it again. Yes. Um, I remember seeing this for the first time when I was. 13, 14? Oh, jeez. Um, I snatched this up on DVD, and it was great, because you've seen the cover of the DVD. Mm-hmm. I was buying this at a store called Ampy Sound when they existed. Right. Um, yeah, uh, you remember? Yeah. That was my go-to for horror movies, because they had a good DVD selection, and they'd have sales frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was buying this, and I was bringing it through the cash register, and there's what I presume would have been, like, college age woman working the tail. She took one look at the cover and just glared at me, like, made, like, <laughs> And then just glared at me like, how dare you buy this kind of filth? But she sold it to me anyway, even though she could have easily done the you're not 18 kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. Sold it to me anyway while shooting daggers. And after getting home and watching it, I fucking got why this is a <laughs> scuzzy, scuzzy movie. Yeah, uh, like it is. I mean, the cover alone. Like I'm not mm. saying I thought she's like I am familiar with Mr. Maniac. Yeah, but no, the, just the, like
0: the cover alone, you you know what you're in for.
1: Well, what? No, it's at least it's you have a some it's kind of a hand drawn thing of he's holding a woman's scalp sort of By dick high, yeah. and <laughs> it's just like his fly is halfway open, and it's just this. It's it's, it's so lurid. It's a uh, mm. it's a great fucking horror movie cover. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it definitely uh, gets the point across. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. I remember though when I saw this when I was thirteen, this movie had fucking impact, and I think part of that, like, I guess I don't know. This was your first time watch. Did you feel that there was impact to like how it played out? Because I remember the first time just seeing the like the first scalping scene, like I, I had to look away a bit. Like mm. it, it, it was yeah, it was that one shocking.
0: Did make you, yeah, I think it doesn't help that I've I've seen the remake already.
1: That's true. We so did watch. Uh, have
0: I seen this one first? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like it was definitely, yeah, it was gross, and <laughs> like mm-hmm. definitely had that like ooh, as so you're watching it. Because
1: um... when I was watching it, like you know, alone in my in the basement, like mm-hmm. oh, my parents don't come down or whatever. <laughs> it sort of had that forbidden vibe to it, yeah. just because of how extreme and lurid it was. And I don't think I'd quite seen anything at this level, or I was just sort of getting into these more insidious kind of uh, right. so-called classics. Like exploitation classics. Mm-hmm. And, um, so maybe that's why this will always hold sort of a special <laughs> part, a part of my heart because it's like, oof, I do for this movie.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Uh,
1: what did you think of it overall?
0: I liked it. I, um, of course it, you know, every, anything that was going on, was kind of in my head being like, oh yeah, then the remake, like kind of referencing, right. making reference to that. So yeah,
1: I wish I had shown you this one before the remake. It's just that I,
0: the t- yeah, we wanted, we,
1: we kind of had to watch the remake because we're we're working on a film from the first per- per- person, and it's like okay, the we,
0: perspective, yeah,
1: yeah, and it's like I want to show you this because this is uh,
0: it's film from probably the best
1: example of a first person movie I can mm-hmm. think of.
0: Yeah, so it made sense, and it was good. We did
1: absolutely that helped
0: yeah. a lot with our project, but yeah, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good overall. I guess I I just kind of felt like maybe some of the there there could have been a bit more substance to, like the, to Frank's development and the the background I, and story. Yeah, and stuff. I noticed
1: that it got a bit repetitive at mm-hmm. times. With like it would it followed a formula where it's like. Him stalking someone, him murdering someone, him going back to his apartment and freaking out, and then that was like the first third or half of the movie, and then we got this flip where it sh- actually started to show him being more normal.
0: Yeah, and but that, that was jarring because he he was. I, I think know, they
1: never bridged it. They didn't. That was yeah. The thing. That's a yeah. really
0: yeah. Because I remember the first time he's like talking all suave to that yeah. woman he wants to go on a date with. I'm like, where the fuck is this? Yeah, I found from?
1: that jarring for mm-hmm. sure, and I almost I kind of like that it was jarring, but I feel like then it should have sort of.
0: Bridged it, folded yeah. the two together, exactly, and Which we I don't do get a scene
1: where it does. But the, the it's literally we get the flip where it's just yeah. like, hey, we're going on this date to the movie. Let's stop by my mother's grave, like, and then he integ- gets like horrible headaches, and then mm-hmm. just like boom.
0: Yeah, but it's like, how do you how do you integrate this enough to function in your everyday life? Yeah. And to get a woman like that to be like, yeah, so we'll go out with you. a little you. more
1: of that would have been cool. I felt mm-hmm. like that that was a little smoother in the remake.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, um, and that's yeah, exactly, I'm making that sort of point of reference where it's like, okay.
1: Of course, it helped that in the remake, his job was restoring old mannequins, yeah. so it kind of gave, like, a normal life entranceway into his mm-hmm. specific brand of madness, you know? Yeah. And, um, I agree with you there. I did notice parts were kind of drug, but I felt like, uh, despite the repetition, when he's alone, freaking out, and having conversations, it's creepy as shit. Oh, it is, And yeah. then when he's stalking and killing people, it goes from sort of, like, creepy tense to gruesome as hell Mm -hmm. so like i felt like what was repeating was well done but i get what Mm -hmm. you mean in that it would have been cool if there was just a little more meat like especially in the second half when it it felt like it was trying to do that stuff Mm -hmm. it just didn't quite close it yeah so i can appreciate that Mm -hmm. and i of course absolutely love the effects in this one done by tom savini there were some (laughs) showstopper effect scenes in this one like uh, a big climax holy moly (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice uh, precursor to Day of the Dead. <laughs> so Blaming the mother for everything. Um, always your fault. Always your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, some other movies, though, because we still got to recommend some.
0: Um, yeah, I guess we should put our money where our mouth is, saying that this trope is is so prevalent. Yeah. We have our own recommendations that we came up with with no trouble whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, that one was actually pretty easy.
1: Is it you first
0: this time? I think I went first last time. You went first last time. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh, my brain is farting itself. All right, I'll go first this time. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie that came out just before Maniac. It's another video nasty, and mm. it very much plays up the, like, damn you, mother! Like, <laughs> he yells about his mother constantly, but it's the movie Don't Go in the House. Okay. It is a- another grimy... I don't think it's as grimy as Maniac, but it definitely has a seedy, grimy veneer to it. Okay. exploitation movie where a guy who is traumatized by his mother in his youth when she kicks the bucket he feels free and he starts to commit murders against women as revenge mm-hmm. for the way his mother tormented him so
0: does he really feel that free
1: yeah is he that free <laughs> um well given that she, she's constantly yelling at him in his head kind of like maniac mr maniac style yeah, really not. um like this feels like a really good sort of compendium movie to mm-hmm. go with maniac it sounds like it um I dig this one in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of things that could work better, but you know it's as far as like sort of a sleazy thriller sort of horror movie goes, this one it hits it for sure. I, mm-hmm. I get why its reputation is what it is. Cool. So that's my recommendation to you.
0: I'm gonna go with what is probably maybe at least one of one of the most obvious choices is psycho
1: say one of the most classic choices like
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um it felt like an omission not to cover it on this episode it did but it's one that i would have wanted to desperately rewatch. watch yeah to so get here's our excuse yep. not that we need one and it's nice to have such strong movies in our recommendations so it's not just like this is the chaff you had the wheat here's Here's a really
0: obscure thing good luck finding it it's like no psycho you can get it anywhere you can probably get it for free
1: if you somehow haven't seen psycho you owe it to yourself it is a merry post christmas hanukkah festival whatever (laughs) gift you want to give yourself (laughs) just gift yourself psycho it's it's a classic for a reason it is um
0: classic and also it occurred to me we're part past it, but when you were talking about classic horror movie sounds and stuff, Psycho is another oh, example. Oh god, of course,
1: that's probably the most the recognizable wine, yeah. one.
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was another omission on our part that we kind of goofed.
1: Well, that's the lovely thing, the world of horror is so vast that mm-hmm. you can talk at length about one topic and then just, like, have a glaring omission of, like, even the most obvious one, yeah. <laughs> and you still don't run out of material. Exactly. So I'm, a. Uh... Looking forward to watching that again. It's yeah, been a, me too. it's been a while. It has. Cool.
0: Yeah, first, yeah, it's been it's been a few years.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, if you like the show, um, maybe uh, subscribe on whatever app or program you're you're downloading is on. Be it iTunes or uh, Stitcher. Um, however, you you access us and actually listen to our garbage. We're still trying to slow going, trying to figure out. Ugh, our cats are fighting trying to figure everything out so i'm gonna work at getting us on some more platforms as okay. we go like uh, yeah i don't think we're on spotify yet and that feels like a huge oversight on Life hard potentially um so i'll look into that today <laughs> um that's kind of the problem with doing something Is sort of a this is our fun project to do on the side yeah. of life stuff is some of the stuff you can't quite give the commitment you want to it.
0: Comm- but be it time or if Financial commitment? Or? Exactly. Yeah. Like,
1: th- there's reasons for sure. <laughs> but uh, however you are listening to us, uh, maybe uh, rate the, the podcast, uh, you know, like It'd it, follow it, I'd like it if it got enough it. rates
0: that we could actually, uh, show, ratings...
1: Show up, like, on the iTunes store with a rating. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think it still says not enough ratings.
0: Mm-hmm. Last I checked. Yeah. Which I admit was a few weeks ago.
1: It's been a little while, but I'll, I'll look again. Um, but it is nice to see that our listens are steadily increasing. And... Um,
0: and broadening across the world yeah absolutely
1: across the globe Um, so i think this would be a good point to try and maybe step that up we should uh Mm -hmm. maybe get into a little more engagement on social media for sure i know i want to post some more on insta uh especially given that i could just delve into my whole movie library and get posts through there um
0: gotta do twitter more i feel like i check it every like two weeks
1: (laughs) i I feel like i forget that one forget about twitter
0: and facebook just nothing really goes on on there
1: Yeah, yeah. So, well,
0: as the as the Gen Z kids are saying, Facebook is for old people.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but hey, I'm an I'm an old people, and so I I like the other old people, and so (laughs) you gotta gotta get out there for sure. Um, But yeah, if you also want to follow us on social media, we do have Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Uh, We're at Queer Horror Cult on all of those. Um, is there any other housekeeping stuff? No, just have... if you,
0: if you talk to us, we'll, we'll, we'll talk back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Um, and tell your friends yeah, if you're, if you're liking if, this, uh, we saw, if, they,
0: if your friends listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah. We saw a few mentions from some people Now that was really cool, you know, mm-hmm. heartwarming to, to see in here. Um, but yeah, just get the word out there. Maybe more people will listen to us.
0: Yeah. That'd be
1: cool. That'd be sweet. Rockin yeah. We're, we're asking you to do the work for us. <laughs> um,
0: we're doing our best.
1: But I guess until next time, you gotta keep it easy, and take it take, easy. Take it easy and keep it sleazy, yes, mother. <laughs>